The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash Minute. Welcome back to another episode of Mash Minute, where we analyze the 1970 Robert Altman film. And yes, we do talk about that television show. One minute at a time. I'm Megan Coleman. I'm Tierney Steele, and we're joined today by a guest! Oh, hi, that's me! I'm the guest. (laughs) You are guest. You're also known as Liz, I hear. Sometimes people do call me by my given name, which is not Liz, but you can call me Liz, listeners of this podcast also. Wow, I am starting off strong here. We are. We are starting off strong here. It's And just as an aside, it just is only weird to me because my middle name is Elizabeth, but my cousin Elizabeth has never been called anything but Liz in her life. So I'm used to that weird, like, I'm sure that's not your given name, but might as well be. I desperately tried in grade school to get anyone to call me Liza. Mm. Didn't happen. Not a once. <laughs> but my oh. sister's name is Mandy, not Amanda. So it was possible in my family. Okay. I mean, you're guesting on a podcast for a show that has guys named Trapper and Hawkeye. So right. we're not really phased by it here. <laughs> yeah. Specifically today, we're going to talk about Minute 68, which starts with a Korean soldier in the, in the OR or pre-op ward. Apparently, I did not decide before writing down my notes. (laughs) And it ends with Trapper and Hawkeye operating on the soldier. And I'm really sorry because we are just getting right into surgery for you. (laughs) Right off the bat. Radar's funny. (laughs) Listen, I am into surgeries. I had to watch, like, this is nothing compared to sophomore year of high school in anatomy class. I had to watch a bunionectomy. And that was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. This is all fine. (laughs) This is all like people stand in front of the worst parts of it. You don't have to actually see. (laughs) It's implied yuckiness. (laughs) This is a minute where we see Trapper John as chief surgeon. Hawkeye calls him over. This one's for you, babe. Uh, (laughs) We get some more of Duke not really knowing what he's doing in the (laughs) OR. I mean, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's confident enough. He just has multiple us in this minute, so... I was... So, I I grew up watching the TV show MASH, and I was... I, I don't know if, if it was like this in the show, but I was amazed that there... How little background noise is in any of this. It's a very... Mm of the time kind of thing i guess but there's no back there's like no background beeps like you hear in like a modern day Mm -hmm. hospital drama Mm -hmm. there's no background soundtrack playing it's just you don't you don't hear anybody operating or working on another patient it's just very quiet and subdued and they're kind of mumbling and murmuring and 
I don't know. It feels very real. Yeah, I definitely didn't pick up on most of the dialogue in this minute watching it without the closed captioning. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for the captions. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of different people talking, having different conversations, but you're right. There's no, well, obviously there's no monitors. Sorry, now I'm just thinking about the TV show where they get the cement floor in the OR and someone drops a clamp and it clangs. And oh. I think it's Hawkeye, but someone's like, oh, it's the best noise in the world or whatever, something like that. <laughs> yep. We, we go deep on the TV show here. <laughs> We're kind of nerds like that. I was going to ask your, well, we call it the MASH origin story of, <laughs> you said you grew up watching the TV show. Had you ever come across the movie before? No, I didn't really know that it was a movie until you said you were doing this. Because you said you were doing MASH Minute, and I was like, wait a minute, that seems like it's going to last forever if you do minute by minute of a show, a TV show. Didn't that show go for a long time? It's not like it was one season. 11 years. Yeah. (laughs) And all except the last season have, I think it's 24. Five or 26 episodes. Kat was like, uh, so Tierney knows what she's doing till she dies. That's fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, I don't know how long it took me to realize that you meant a movie of MASH. But I mean, I do plan to die on air. So. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 cool. Good to know. But it used to be, it's one of those things that was sort of on TV right after dinner time. And it, mm. so it would be like an episode of MASH and an episode of the Adam West Batman. And so Ooh. like growing up, my heroes were like Batman and Hawkeye. That's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Both Alan Alda and Adam West come up quite a bit in TV Guide crossword puzzles oh, that nice. I grew up doing. So also, yeah, and it has, I feel that deep in my soul. <laughs> it has instilled a deep love of Alan Alda in me to this day. As everyone should have. Yes. Obviously. This is a very different Hawkeye. I'm kind of mad at him for things that happened earlier, but I <laughs> he shifts into professional mode. And yep. it's mostly Trapper who I need to roll my eyes at. For his hilarious joke, Hand says that man is a prisoner of war, Doctor, and Trapper's response is, so are you, sweetheart, but you don't know it. <laughs> Get it? Get it? A prisoner of war? She's a nurse in the army? Even my yeah. dog didn't like the joke. The political commentary <laughs> is just dripping off it, this It minute. is so subtle and understated. Such well, a- I... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, such a jab at Vietnam. <laughs> like, yeah, this sucks. And and to be fair, I'm sure it did. And yes. I, it does seem consistent. Like, that is something Trapper would say. So, all right, fine. It's here. This whole line, this whole setup is here. Not to set up the line, so are you, sweetheart, but you don't know it. But to establish that this man is a prisoner of war. Because if you look too closely at this Korean soldier, he might look... A little familiar. Is it Hojon? It's supposed to be Hojon. And then they dropped that storyline. So they decided to make him a prisoner of war. Fabulous. So Hojon was in some episodes of the TV show. So you may remember he basically was a servant for them in the swamp, but they really took him under their wing and trained him to be a bartender and made him one of the guys, but also still their servant. It's a little colonialist. Hmm. There's good and bad there. But originally, this scene would have come later in the movie after Hojon is drafted into the South Korean army. And it is supposed to be that, brace yourself, Hojon gets injured and dies at this mash 
on the table in front of Hawkeye and Trapper. Would have been some oh. weird circle of life there, right? But even <laughs> that was too unsubtle for this film. <laughs> even they were like, yeah. actually, never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they filmed it, and then they were like, oh, you know what? Everyone is tapping their nose. It's too on the nose. We can't do it. And so they decided instead of losing this with Trapper in his element and, you know, Robert Altman was very big on keeping in as much surgery as possible. And so they added this little VO. That man is a prisoner of war, doctor. And we'll just take the takes where you're not close up on his face. (laughs) (laughs) And that explains why there's a Korean in the operating room. I mean, Ta-da! yeah, it was not immediately obvious to me that it was a Korean soldier being operated on and not an American soldier. So that mm-hmm. that actual that insert was helpful for me because I wasn't actually looking at his face. I was more worried about his wound and how much we were going to see of it. Yeah, I was like, mm, are we going to get in there? <laughs> <laughs> This minute and the next minute, we get some real good medical speak. Mm. Maybe that's just because I'm a nerd who grew up watching MASH and ER. <laughs> but when they start, like, snapping out, talk about atriums and cavas. Cavas. And yeah, cavas. Pulmonary <laughs> arteries. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> talk quickly. Slap instruments into each other's hands. <laughs> do all the things fix the thing well yes yes i i want them to (laughs) fix the things i'm not like a psychopath (laughs) i don't want hojan to die i'm just i wasn't insinuating that that, i was insinuating you wanted him to die i'm just you know it's it's just all the medical speak it's kind of like yes fix it fix it now yes (laughs) stat stat fix it stat that's right (laughs) although it's slightly concerning when one says pretty deep in there and the other one's like i think that was my finger That would be Duke. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Duke. That's uh, not what you want. Your, like not what you want to hear no. in your surgery suite. Like we said, he's he's confident enough. He just <laughs> he's not the head surgeon for a reason. Yeah. But he's fine. He's like, he's fine. He's, he's probably better than Frank was when Frank was still around. So you exactly. know exactly. And now that Frank is gone, he's kind of fallen down the totem pole, if you will. But you know. But at least he's not a jerk about it. Exactly. Like Duke, Duke admits when he doesn't know what's going right, on. Exactly. He's a lovable buffoon. That is an buffoon. important quality in someone performing surgery. Exactly. <laughs> that actually, you know what? I Well, this is not actually a good story because I was getting ready to bring up a conversation like you were in it yesterday. <laughs> but uh, you know what? You can just cut out this whole weird foray I was going to make. It's not great. Oh. Although there is a tie. Robert Duvall was also in that movie. I'm talking about Days of Thunder. And how he tells Cole Trickle when Cole admits that he doesn't know anything about cars. Robert Duvall's character tells him that it's he's much less dangerous than a driver he once knew who also knew nothing about cars but thought he knew everything and so couldn't admit it and wouldn't get help and got killed. See? Yep. No. <laughs> Duke will be the first person to be like, uh, I'm having some trouble. Someone come help me. <laughs> and again, seems 
perfectly competent enough. And we see here, even Hawkeye is willing to admit when something is above, well, it's not above his pay grade, but when they said they needed a chest cutter, this is what they got him for, or this is what they got Trapper for. You know, he's taking a look at it. Trapper's looking at the x-ray. Yeah, it's bad. I'm going to need your help. And then we do get some comic relief because this is a comedy, believe it or not. From our favorite little Gary Berghoff, Raider O'Reilly. <laughs> Which I feel like this happens multiple times in the show where they're out of supplies, they're low on a specific type of blood. And Radar makes it happen. <laughs> I'm so proud of him and his ingenuity. <laughs> I mean, sort of. It's also not great, I guess. To It's ethically... Yeah, it's just uh, a vampire. Yeah. yeah it's ethically I mean, questionable in a way. <laughs> it's, a, it's a gray area. <laughs> exactly. Morality is tricky. Now, here's a question. Is it wrong knowing that if Blake had been awake, he would have said yes? <laughs> I mean, if he's a healthy man, his body will just replenish his blood while he's asleep, right? Usually in the TV show, when they talk about being low on blood, they make a point of saying, you know, everyone's already donated the most they're allowed. You know, someone comes back, you know, is trying to come back through and ends up fainting. And there's definitely an episode where they don't have a specific type and Klinger's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But I also feel like they do this to Frank. I enjoyed it. And possibly other people too. I yeah. thought it was cute. It's real cute. Little radar, the me- medical tech person. <laughs> Just I can't remember what that's called. The the people who can take your blood. Oh, phlebotomist. 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 <laughs> Such a fun word to say. It is. I made a phlebotomist cry it really once. Is. How? I was a teenager. I got sick a lot in high school. Like they thought I had mono every couple months. So I was very familiar with getting my blood drawn. And she had the needle in my arm and my vein rolled. And so the needle fell out. And instead of (sighs) removing it to then reinsert it, she dug around in my arm (gasps) to try and find my vein again. And I was not having it i was going to stand up for my rights as a patient and she needed to get out and send somebody else in (gasps) that is fair was not having it rolling a vein is no joke i was a real mean 16 year old oh that happened to me when i was pregnant they had to take blood for me i had to do that three hour diabetes fasting test of hell and the the second time it it rolled and i was just like i am so done (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, like, you want to try the other arm? And I was like, sure, we can try it. Whatever. Oh, I have terrible veins and so does my mother. And infamously, I don't think he cried, but my mom got married back when Connecticut still required the blood test. Say what? And she hates needles and has terrible veins. And it was the guy's first day on the job and she fainted across his desk. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> She hates that story. My dad loves that story. <laughs> so he didn't oh. cry, but he was real upset. <laughs> I'm so glad most states got rid of that requirement. Oh my goodness. That's, oh. Yeah, I just, my favorite is when they like tap on one arm and then she goes, oh, let me see your other arm. And then they tap on that and they're like, 
Oh, and they go back to the first one, and I'm like, could you pretend to have confidence in what you're about to do? <laughs> they do that to me all the time, because I have really deep veins. So oh. they're always trying to figure out, like, and I'm always like, no, you should go from this one side. And one time this phlebotomist said to me, he's like, oh, that sounds like you're an IV drug user. They always know which arm's the best arm. And I was like, or because I donate blood on a regular basis. So, you know, there's that, too. Thank you, Red Cross. Or a real glass half full, glass half empty. <laughs> yeah, I was like, P.S., you could just be like, oh, do you donate blood a lot? You don't have to, like, quasi-accuse me of being an dr- IV drug user. Right. Thank you very much. Uh, do you think that makes you sound cool? Because it doesn't. Yeah, I know. It doesn't. Exactly, right? I was like, we and need to work on our people skills there. <laughs> this girl's an IV drug user. I'm sure there are some leading questions you could have asked. Right. Yeah, especially, at, this, especially, especially at that point, like, you've gone through the screening, right? They've already checked your, they've asked you all those, like, STD, like, mm. did you have sex with a man who had sex with a man before 1970, whatever, you know, like, <laughs> they ask you all those questions, you have enough iron, you have passed, they're gonna have to test your blood anyway. Right. Also, they take that extra vial. Yeah, they never let me, I have literally never been able to donate blood, not a single time. Every time I've tried, they're like, oh, you've had a cold within the last 100 years? <laughs> or, <laughs> yep. The last time I went, my resting heart rate was too high. I donated blood once in high school and have not successfully donated. Or yeah, no, I don't think I've successfully donated blood since. <laughs> they I've gone. Me. I've gotten a needle in my arm. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, they called. The last time they called, I was pregnant, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe you should just like move on to other people for a while." Because <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, if you sneeze within a mile of the big truck bus thing, they don't let They're you They're like, do get it. out. They're like, go yeah. away. That would not be the situation here in this mash, obviously. I just love it. So they're low on A negative, which apparently is Henry's type. I feel like we should have like some crazy trivia, Megan, where at the end of our podcasting careers, we just know everything there is to know about mash. Um, <laughs> and you know all of their blood types. Yeah, well, I always remember mine because I gave blood that one time. You know, everyone was finally old enough to donate blood in high school, so we were all excited. And the only way I remember is my blood gets an A+. Oh, yeah, I don't even know what my blood type is because I've never been able to give blood. <laughs> it only get, it gets taken from me on a, it used to get taken on a semi-regular basis, but yeah. not allowed uh, to you give know, it. Do you know okay. how I found out what my husband's was? Because he would never donate blood and I'd ask him when he'd go to his doctor's office for a physical, like, you know, just ask him, like, they can do that relatively quickly, yeah. right? When my daughter was born, she was a different blood type than I was. <laughs> and oh. all the nurses were like, uh... What, what's going on and like giving us kind of the side eye like hey is there something you need us to not know or whatever and I went oh Mike what's your blood type oh that explains a lot <laughs> not how I wanted to find out my husband's blood type because having a baby is a really dumb reason to have a ch- you know but yeah. it worked out so oh before we get back on to actually talking about the movie MASH yeah just a heads up for anyone out there thinking of becoming a parent of a small baby Find out beforehand when they say, is it okay if we do the blood test today for your one-year-old? That they actually do mean a finger prick. Because my kid 
was 11 and a half months old and he got like the rubber band tie off and had blood drawn. Yeah. Now he was totally fine. He was just like, what's this lady doing? (laughs) I was like almost in tears, but I knew if I started crying, he would start crying. So they didn't, they didn't warn you at all. They said, do you want to do the blood test? And I said, yeah, sure. It never occurred. Really? That is my own fault. Because when we went to the nine, like, I think it's nine months and then it's the 12 month one year. They warned us the nine months when you go when you come for the 12 month there it's gonna be like a whole lot of blood tests going on and they recommended we try to do it later in the day because she might be crabby for the rest of the day and we're like <laughs> okay when's the last appointment you have then <laughs> hot tip and is, it, and is it available <laughs> my pediatrician's office was in a little office building it didn't have to be a doctor's it could have been anything it never occurred to me that my kid in the big city <laughs> would be sent down to the lab in Kenmore, Boston to have his little arm tied off like a junkie and <laughs> have blood drawn. By the way, again, he didn't even cry. He thought it was very interesting and was intrigued by the whole process and was fine. Just want to make clear that my kid is all right. But, I just, but how are you doing? Yeah, how are you I doing? I still have a little PTSD. <laughs> But yes, we have Radar the Vampire and we have Blake's sleep mask. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, I clearly can't remember where my glasses are. I'll just keep them on my head. But I also need to You must not roll over a lot in your sleep, so good for you. (laughs) Yeah, if my glasses are still on my face when I'm asleep, I have fallen asleep and please take them off before I break them. Yeah, I've woken up because my husband has found me asleep with my glasses on and takes them off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I fell asleep. I'm sorry. Thank you. Do you say, not now, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Not now, honey. Oh, man. That's a pretty cool setup he's got there. And then we go back to the OR as our minute ends. And I can't remember if the sexy scar line is here in the next minute. I think it straddles. It's in the next minute. It actually, like okay. the, like it, he actually says it in the next minute. Because the line starts and I was, the closed caption comes up with the whole sentence and I was like, oh, I feel yeah. like it was the next one. Yeah. These guys, Liz, we're having a lot of trouble with these guys. <laughs> what, they're are, extreme these, professionalism? They're really good at what they're doing right now, but they're also kind of terrible people. Hmm. You might, you know, we might get to know them a little better this week and see that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm coming down off of the dish leaving debacle. I think Megan was hoping I would never mention again for the rest of our lives. <laughs> we'll get to the episodes of the television show with Dish in them and she'll just be like, nope, nope, not going to talk about the movie. <laughs> So you said you had never seen the movie before you started hearing about this. Did you end up watching the whole thing or just the scene? Just the minutes for today. I might watch the whole, I actually probably will watch the whole movie now, but I, I'm weird. I have weird watching habits. (laughs) I don't know. There will probably be some day where I'll just like put this, put it on my phone and while I'm on a bike at the gym, just watch the whole thing. I'll just warn you if you think this, these four minutes are bad. You're going to spend a lot of time screaming at said phone. <laughs> There's also a lot of really funny stuff in it, but they're, they, you, hmm, they don't treat women well. Yeah. That's, They'll be shocked to hear. That's a, yep, that's a, that's a thing I, I seem to remember. And I was listening to, I listened to uh, the West Wing Weekly podcast and they had, uh, 
Alan Alda on recently because they were getting into the season where he plays President Vinick. And so they had him on not to talk about a specific episode, but to talk about sort of his whole run on the show. And then they talked a little bit about MASH. And he, you know, he talks about how women were treated in the show. And it's, uh, I don't remember what he said. I just remember being like, Alan Alda, you would be my Me Too nightmare. Like if that came out, I think I might just have to quit the world. No, I... I think my big thing is it's not fine. It was a different time. And if you can say, wow, that was a crappy thing we did. Or like, that was a terrible storyline. Why did we think that was okay? That goes a long way in my book. Yeah. It's the people who were just like, what are you talking about? What are you complaining about? It's fine. It was the 70s. It's just it's a like, movie. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> like no 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 can you admit that that was bad all right now we now it's a learning opportunity <laughs> i think i think wasn't he a big proponent of the era alan alda oh, yeah. i think yeah he was big on on that so yeah him and tom hanks would be my like yeah peace tom out. hanks is the other one <laughs> like <laughs> if I, anything, like, I can't even do it and, and um, Alton brown <laughs> it's like Alton brown like rounds it out for me i'd be like about <laughs> I'm done. I can't. I can't anymore with this uh, world. Actually, I had it a little bit with Mario Batali because part of me was just like, ugh. <laughs> like, but you're Mario Batali. Like, really? Come on, dude. Like, No, I just, my, my big soapbox thing is like, again, it's people who say, oh, I did a bad thing. I should make amends for that thing. Or if they did a criminal thing, they should be punished according to the criminal code. Like, we have these things in place. It's when they don't get subjected to them. Or when people say, oh, it's fine. Or in Robert Altman's case, as he always insisted, oh, I'm not showing you the way I think women should be treated. I'm just showing you the way they were treated. And that's only true to a point, dude. Also, <sighs> it's not a documentary. It's a comedy so you can take some artistic license mm -hmm. with things. Yeah. Or if you want to include some of the stuff that's not great, you can balance it out with, you know, actually developing your female characters or something like that. Maybe mm. give them actual names. I don't know. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> what a concept. What a concept. That, no, that seems a little crazy. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm getting really <laughs> high flute in there. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's so frustrating because it's like, and he says he's like, well, this was a male dominated area. Like, of course, they oh, well, well, actually, I should probably save this for later when they're actually talking about it. But the idea that like, yeah, unfortunately, if you pick a random like 10 guys in the world and they're, you know, put them together and tell them, oh, there will be no consequences for what you talk about. Oh, they're going to say terrible things. One of them things. might be Alan Alda, but they won't all be Alan Alda. Right. Right. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even if you want to show that women were oppressed by the patriarchy, you can do that without reinforcing the oppression. Right. Yeah. If, if you're just showing it, I like, there's this casual observer or this, like, innocent bystander thing that men try and pull is garbage. Mm -hmm. You can show it while showing it in a way that makes it clear that you don't think it's okay yeah yeah maybe don't have your heroes be the ones calling women sweetheart in the middle of surgery oh yeah uh, little things like that that's all we're like asking that. for 
Unless you know she's okay with that, and then whatever. But my hunch is Margaret doesn't really want you to call her sweetheart. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Funny thing that. Hmm. Anyway, so yes, this is going to spill into future conversations, but I just, I wanted you and our listeners to brace themselves that these are not our television heroes. (laughs) Going to be a little bit rougher, but if you come back tomorrow, we'll actually get Trapper's Line that I do think is funny. You know, not like, oh, I'm losing it laughing over here, but like, it's, you know, a little surgeon's humor. Okay, that's fine. And it's not degrading to women, so woohoo! <laughs> we gotta take it where we can. <laughs> In the meantime, you know, a whole 24 hours might be too much for people. Liz, why don't you plug where they can hear more of you? Well... If you would like to hear more of me, you can check out my completed Movies by Minute podcast, Mean Girls Minute. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, maybe <laughs> if you're listening to this very far in the future <laughs> and the world, the stars have aligned properly, you can hear me on Way to Dune Minute. Way to Dune Minute. What's that about? It's about the 1984 desert love story, Dune. <laughs> It's not a it's a it's a yeah about a boy who falls in love with the desert. I hope they're very happy to (laughs) get. Well, you know he does conquer it, so I'm sure he's happy. I'm very excited for that podcast though, because it's going to get me to actually learn about Dune, which I saw about 15 minutes of way past my bedtime when I was 10. So I'm still not going to (laughs) help. I've never seen it. I'm going to watch it a minute at a time. I have read the book several times. So that's the uh, that's kind of the shtick of the show. Like it was a movie that my co-host George really loved as a kid. However, it came out a year before I was even born. But I have definitely enjoyed the book and the deep story and world building of the book. So I've got lots to say. And probably a lot of it is going to be, what is this movie? (laughs) When you're saying desert, my eyes started twitching because I overheard some of my coworkers talking about Star Wars. And remember in the third one, they meant Return of the Jedi. Okay. I was going to ask which third one. That pit. (laughs) Release order. I feel like we're falling into that pit. And I was like, and the- they mean the Sarlacc pit? They mean the Sarlacc pit? It's okay. They're good. They're saying the right things. So like, yeah, you know, like with that sandworm, I'm like, that's Beetlejuice. That's Beetlejuice. Mm. Don't say anything, Tierney. Don't say anything. Also Dune. The sandworms originally came from Dune. It was one of those where I was like, I was not in the conversation. And I knew if I popped my head up out of my cubicle, I was going to be that person who had to correct them on Star Wars. But it was real difficult to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Except now I've told the internet about it. Yes, but we understand. (laughs) That life is hard. (laughs) Well, that is a good excuse to plug Star Wars Minute, who kicked off this crazy Movies by Minute madness. Thanks, Star Wars Minute. (laughs) All into each other's lives, Megan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, well, you know, thanks. (laughs) Huh? Megan is lo- just I love having you as a bestie. I needed more than two friends in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> yep, thanks to Star Wars Minute, I have about uh 200% more friends than I had previously. <laughs> it's all good. 
That's how that works. And there's the website moviesbyminutes.com, which has links to everything. So if you're having trouble finding anything, just check out there. There's even a search at the top. It's fabulous. And then obviously come back tomorrow and listen to more of Mash Minute. Uh...